Welcome. This is the Life Habits podcast series, and my name is Carl Vredenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 36, and the topic for today is progress. The inspiration for this particular episode actually comes from a listener who wrote to me a little while ago, and let me read part of his letter, and then we'll get into the session itself. He writes, Hi Carl, I'd like to thank you for your podcast all the way from sunny Brisbane, Australia. I enjoy your sessions quite a lot. I have only been chipping away at them in random order, but I'm always surprised at the breadth of your understanding in so many topics. So far, I have particularly enjoyed the episodes on time management, stop procrastinating, staying focused, and self-actualization. Congratulations on a fantastic self-improvement tool. I would also like to mention an idea I've seen done in other podcasts. I would find it useful to have a summary podcast that just lists, with perhaps a small explanation, all of your top 10 points from each episode. Sometimes points from multiple episodes are similar and could be combined. It would be more like a machine gun approach to the information rather than a full explanation. I particularly like this as I can listen to it on a loop, and it would help to jog my memory of the things mentioned in the detailed podcasts. I know this wouldn't really fit into your current format, but I think it would be useful for both myself and other listeners out there. Keep it up. Best regards, Dominic. Now, I did send a follow-up email to Dominic as well, asking him for any other detail and some examples of what he was referring to, because I thought it was a great idea and I wanted to follow up on it. And so his response back to me was, uh, Hi again, Carl. I'm glad that you enjoy the feedback. Email contact is reassuring that you are real and not just the disembodied podcast voice passing on wise information. With regard to the example podcasts of the summary style that I mentioned, they said one item at a time, followed by a pause to allow the listener to reflect on it, and then potentially some extending of the concepts or repeating the concept in a different way. I know this explanation may be a little vague, but that is how I remember it, and hopefully it helps. Thanks again. Best regards, Dominic. So thanks so much, Dominic, for that uh, further information and the suggestion overall with regard to doing a summary or reminder type of uh, podcast episode every once in a while. Those who have listened to the entire series probably know that I have done a variety of, or at least a couple attempts at providing what you're getting at, I think, Dominic, in terms of trying to provide some level of review, some level of reminder, some level of tracking how we're doing on the various topics that we've been talking about. In fact, on episode 23, I called it Taking Stock, and I did do a review of sorts going back over previous episodes, and again on episode 30, I called it Staying Focused, and the whole theme behind that one was to sort of revisit what we've been doing without actually going through the details of it to keep you focused on moving forward and sort of a reminder to take stock and and further progress. Now, this particular one, I'd like to try a different format again, inspired by Dominic's email, where I'd like to 
really get through a number of the topics and I'll just select some podcast episodes. And I won't go into great detail on them, but what I've done is chosen particular collections of topics that we've covered and chosen one or two quotes that were relevant in that podcast episode, as well as perhaps the most important of the top 10 to remember that a lot of people don't uh, remember. So we'll, we'll try this format, and I'd appreciate feedback that you may have on it, both Dominic and anybody else, obviously, that uh, would be listening to this as well. I'd like to realize that we have been going through many, many, many topics and a real drill down on each of them during all of these episodes. And this uh, reminder one is more a matter of one where we can sort of check on the progress. How are things going? Have you intended to do something that you now have sort of lost sight of and you'd like to get back into it again? And I'd like to take you through the topics to do that level of progress report so that you can say, well, you know, that one I intended to provide some focus on that, but you know what? It's actually in reasonably good shape and that's fine. I, I don't need to do anything further on that. Another topic that I'll raise, you might come back to and say, oh man, yeah, that's a tough one. And I really do want to focus more on that and would like to actually probably go back and listen to the detailed episode to remind me of the usually 10 steps to go through. And so I won't go through those all, all those 10 today, but more take a survey through a collection of the sessions, about 10 of them. So I won't cover all the episodes we've done uh, together, but I'll do another episode like this again in the future to do the survey across them. So let me start off, though, with some quotes with regard to the concept of progress. The first is by George Bernard Shaw, who says, progress is impossible without change, and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Jim Rohn says, Success is steady progress toward one's personal goals. Oscar Wilde said, Our ambition should be to rule ourselves, the true kingdom for each one of us, and true progress is to know more, to be more, and to do more. Cahill Gibran says, Progress lies not in enhancing what is, but in advancing toward what will be. Confucius saying says, The perfecting of oneself is the fundamental base of all progress and all moral development. James Bryant Connaught says, Behold the turtle. He makes progress only when he sticks his neck out. Rosemary Rossetti says, It is important that you recognize your progress and take pride in your accomplishments. Share your achievements with others. Brag a little. The recognition and support of those around you is nurturing. So let's go through the topics we've covered. Think of how you're doing in that area. Is that an area that really is a focus for you? And if it is, how are you doing in it? If you're doing well in it, as that last quote just said, Celebrate the fact that you have, in fact, made progress. And in most cases, you probably will have made some level of progress anyway. But there may be some of the things that you want to improve on. And this then is the reminder to have you go back to the 
specific episode that dealt with this item in the cases where you'd like to actually provide more focus again on that particular topic. So let's start with episode one. I refer often to the topics that we dealt with in episode one. This was the overview and setting priorities episode. And while the audio quality on those very early podcasts uh, weren't uh, as good, I think, as we have now, there is a lot of really good material being discussed in those early podcasts, and in particular, this episode number one. I refer to the Stephen Covey notion of starting with the end in mind and really thinking about what you would like to be all about. How would you like to be remembered? And determining what's most important to you. I did refer often in the podcast episodes, no matter what topics we're talking about, back to this one, because this is the area of focus that when done well, will give you the input to situations where you want to prioritize your activities, you want to eliminate some things that you're doing, you are trying to determine what you should be in fact focusing on. And I keep referring to back to this initial episode that you should really have that stepping back, spending some time thinking about what is most important to you. So if you haven't done that for a while, or if you want to even revisit what you may have come up with the first time you did that exercise, I strongly recommend you go back to that episode. I think it's the grounding. I think it's the fundamental base to virtually everything else we talk about. Because ultimately, there aren't set rules. There aren't set formula to determine what it is that you should be doing on any of the topics we talk about. The most important factor is how important those various topics are to you. And how do you determine that? By actually focusing on the topic of that episode one, determining what is most important to you, listing those priorities, coming to terms with really differentiating between them, and thinking about, again, when you look back on your life, what you'd like to be remembered for. So really important episode. I advise you to listen to it again if you haven't done that for a while and you might want to revisit your priorities as well. Episode number three talked about staying positive. I gave the quote by Helen Keller, when one door of happiness closes, another opens, but often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us. We'll have additional episodes on this sort of topic over time as well, but keep this one in mind. Incredibly important to stay positive in anything that you do, to not get discouraged, to not have the concept of the glass being half empty, but in fact being half full. Incredibly important topic. If you're finding that you're not staying on top of things with regard to your emotions, you're getting discouraged, go back to episode number three and go through those topics again. Episode number four talked about the power of the mind 
And one of the quotes was by Marcus Aurelius, who says, You have the power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. I went through a number of examples during that episode of the ways in which our mind is all-powerful, and that virtually everything that we experience gets processed through your mind, the way that you may filter information, the the ways in which you also distort reality, and the way that you actually think about and process information with your mind. I give examples of the placebo effect, for example, that instances where just thinking that you're going to be able to do something differently by taking a sugar pill rather than a an actual substantive chemical formula. The finding, if you remember what we talked about during that episode, was that the placebo is really, really strong. And lots of people discount it or, you know, pharma- pharmacological interventions always try to do better than placebo. But what is placebo? Placebo is just the power of your mind changing your experience and also your perception of your experience in dealing with whatever it is that you wanted to change with regard to the medication that you're taking. So that's just one small example of the ways in which our mind really impacts everything that we do. And a lot of people think that sort of the reality of the world out there is what they're perceiving, that they're recording in their mind a a movie of what is veridically happening out in the world that they're looking at. When in actual fact, you're reconstructing information about the world. And if you're cognizant of the fact that you're doing that, and also you're aware of the ways in which you do do that, it makes you all the more effective at detecting instances where you're being less than optimal in the way that you're processing and interpreting information that you're actually being biased, being aware of that is the first step. And beyond the awareness is also then to counteract any negative effects of biases, as well as to use them to your benefit as well. So a powerful, powerful concept. And I would advise if you're wanting to revisit those ideas to go back to episode number four that talked about the power of the mind. Episode number eight talked about authentic parenting. And one of the quotes was a Chinese proverb that says, parents who are afraid to put their foot down usually have children who step on their toes. Gave a number of ideas. If you are in fact a parent, or if you are thinking of being one, or even if you're, you know, an aunt or or uncle, or uh, deal with, with children in a variety of different ways, this is a episode that can give you some ideas to think about. One of the ones that I think is most powerful, though, is the one of life balance. The notion that I talked about during that episode of kids' time versus adults' time. I find that people who are new parents in particular of younger children, and the first time through having uh, children, tend to be so focused on their children that they don't have a perspective on the balance of involvement with their children in relation to the rest of their life. And that can often be a real downfall. It can really have ramifications later in life 
if you so focus on, you know, your children at the expense of many other things. And so while there are a number of ideas that I covered in that episode, and if you're a parent, you might want to revisit the, the whole list of those, the one that I'd really like to reinforce is the one that you should really divide up your life a little in saying, okay, this is the time now that I'm dealing with, with my children, and up until this time, and then that's my time, or now that now this is a, a period of time that I'm going to spend, you know, with you know, my partner, or it's a time that you're going to be spending doing things absolutely for you, you know, whether it's uh, doing uh, something with your friends and doing something entirely on your own. You really truly need to have an appropriate balance between the time that you're a parent and the time that you are not on as a parent as well. Episode number nine talked about fitness for life. And I gave among the several quotes, one by John F. Kennedy that I particularly like. Physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it's the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. You know, a lot of people think that you need to just do physical fitness and um, working out and staying in good shape just for the purposes of looking good and living a long time. But I think this quote, by John F. Kennedy also reinforces the whole notion that everything about your being ends up working better. Your entire body, including very importantly, your brain works a lot better if everything's in balance and everything is well-tuned. So there's a really important, I think, in many people's lives or in everyone's life to be appropriately fit and to be in good shape and to be healthy. I talked about that uh, health is the great equalizer that you've only got one body, you only have one set of genetics, and no amount of money or influence is as effective as just you looking after the one body you have. And fitness is the way to get there. Of course, you need to go check with your doctor before you really embark on an exercise program that is going to increase your overall fitness. That goes without saying, but it's really important, I think, uh, for all of us to go through and revisit uh, those steps that I talked about in that podcast episode. It's an area that I think many of you probably want to go back to, and it's one that, quite frankly, is often still a challenge for me as well, and that I've actually listened to that podcast and re-listened to it myself as well, just to get additional motivation, to get additional ideas, and to remind myself that this is an area of focus. And so this is one in particular that's good to listen to while you're on the treadmill or while you're actually doing work that has to do with improving your fitness. It's one that, uh, like I say, I find particularly motivating myself. And so I too take the advice that uh, I also provide you uh, in cases where I need to remind myself to uh, keep, uh, keep focused on these topics as well. And it's been my experience that one on when I'm in fact on top of my game with regard to fitness, I not only feel better, look better, feel healthier, in fact, am healthier, as well as the thing that a lot of people that haven't got to super fitness or truly realizing the significant benefits of really being fit, a lot of people haven't experienced what some of those benefits are. And it's the ones that I just mentioned, but it's also the notion of being able to have an incredible clarity of thinking, incredible 
ability to have your senses be even that much more finely tuned. When you're going for a run in the woods, you smell smells that you never did before. When you weren't just tuned as a human body in the optimal way that our bodies in fact are able to be developed. So there's all kinds of benefits. There's the endorphins that you get that just give you this incredible sense of, of well-being, uh, a true sense of getting, for example, to the end of a run. And of course, you don't have to only do running, but that's the mode of exercise that I most uh, enjoy and uh, get lots of uh, benefit from. But there's an experience that I had when I ran a lot when I was a little younger. I experienced the the situation where you'd run for like a 10K uh, length. And after you finished that 10K, you felt so good that even though that you were only intending to do 10K, they actually decide to just keep going. You just keep going around again or go another route that you hadn't uh, done before. And I actually uh, at times have done, you know, twice or three times the length that I originally intended just because you get to a level of feeling so good that you're pumped, that you're not getting tired at the end. You're really just getting more pumped to even work harder. And it's my experience that people that have exercised to the level of only doing it and just grudgingly doing it just to get through it, just to make sure that they get, you know, some minimal level of health and wellness, don't ever experience the amazing reinforcement you can get from even taking it to a higher level. And that truly is rewarding. And once you've experienced that, then you know that you really want to work hard at achieving that again. So it's not a matter of trying to get rid of the negatives. You're trying to achieve those positives. And it does take some while to get that to that level of fitness. But you just have to get through the early stages of, you know, feeling tired after you've been working out, some level of, you know, muscle pain. But beyond that, when you have been pushing this long enough, you're going to get to that level of feeling really good. And that, when you achieve that level of fitness, is self-rewarding. So keep in mind that this is incredibly important. It's an area, again, where you might want to revisit what we talked about in that episode. But also remember that when you get it to the right level of fitness, it'll reinforce itself. Episode number 13 talked about taming technology. I talked about that we should try to make it work for you rather than being a slave to it, as a lot of people are. And the quote by Stuart Brand said, Once a new technology rolls over you, if you're not part of the steamroller, you're part of the road. So control your interruptions, your inputs, things that impinge on you, and also your workload, the outputs by using technology effectively. You can, you know, lower your stress level. You can make more time for yourself. You can be more effective and you can also enjoy your life more. There are a number of suggestions that I gave in that session for really utilizing technology to eliminate interruptions when you don't want to be interrupted or when you shouldn't be interrupted. Also ways of being much more efficient in your communication, not just taking the standard ways that you do it today, but there are ways of having an interaction with someone in a much more efficient way than uh, maybe what you do today using uh, technology. 
And then uh, very importantly, also doing some use of technology to really enjoy yourself as well. And the one item in that whole list of top 10 suggestions that I'd like to reinforce for you though, and that is to unplug entirely, to have a full sabbatical from technology periodically, as I am on Twitter and Facebook and text messaging and email and etc. etc. I also realize that many, many people are on all the time. And you know that I did some surveying or some polling also to see how much people were using technology and continuously. And a lot of people have it on all the time. And while there's lots of benefits to it, I think there's also a huge benefit to remembering to schedule even time for you to be completely disconnected from technology altogether. Have a technology holiday that might be taking, let's say, an entire Sunday. It's often a good day. Make it a day for yourself. Make it a day as a family day and just do activities that don't involve technology. If that's too much for you to have a whole day off, you could still uh, make it, let's say, half of that uh, day. But keep in mind that we are often linked in a little too much and that we also need to make sure to unplug from technology, even though it has all kinds of benefits for us as well. So make sure you unplug entirely some of the time. Episode number 15 talked about achieving success. I talked about my favorite quote that's been on my desk for many, many years. It goes, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Albert Einstein says, anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. And another unknown author said, some people dream of success while others wake up and work hard at it. I gave a number of suggestions in that episode about making yourself more successful. One of the ideas that I think is most important is to set, document, and visualize your own goals and sub-goals. So think about how you're doing with regard to the goals you set for yourself. And remember, those came from the discussions again that we had in episode one, talking about what is most important to you. We talked about taking that information and coming up with your own personal goals. And very importantly, taking those rather large goals and then subdividing them into sub-goals and then making them much more manageable to achieve. So take stock of how you're doing in that area. How are you doing in your career? How are things progressing? If it's an area you want to revisit and provide greater focus, make sure you go back to episode number 15 for a refresher on the overall topic of achieving success. Episode number 17 talked about managing anger. Don't be a slave to your emotions. Don't let others control you. Control yourself. You know, emotions can be incredibly powerful and can result from frustration, hurt, annoyance, disappointments. Waldo Emerson talked about, for every minute you're angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. Benjamin Franklin talked about, whatever is begun in anger ends in shame. Bobby Hall says, always keep 
your composure. You can't score from the penalty box. And to win, you have to score. So this overall episode talked about, I think, an incredibly important aspect of the human experience. And some people have very little difficulty with this, in which case you may not need to go back to this episode at all, and everything may well be in check. Others of you may have times when you really get too angry. You start to lose control, whether it's if you're a parent and you're dealing with your children, whether you're at university and it's dealing with your fellow co-workers in work groups where they don't seem to be pulling their weight and you you know, lose it. You get angry. There are any number of situations where people really let their emotions completely take control of themselves. And while some people would argue and advocate that, oh, you, know, you need to just let out those emotions, you have to express them and the like. As I talked about in that episode, talked about the whole notion that you should, in general, first pause, don't respond when you are in a situation where you're getting angry. Take a deep breath. Let the parasympathetic nervous system take control to calm yourself down. Remember, we do that by controlling your breathing. And fundamentally dis- delay before you respond. Remember this concept that while animals may well have the notion of a stimulus and then a response, and whenever a stimulus happens, there's an automatic matching response for it. The argument here is that human beings have the cognitive ability to make a space between a stimulus and a response. And you can force yourself to take control of those situations and make sure that you, first of all, make that space. And second of all, fill that space with some level of thinking about what you really want to do with regard to a response. The worst possible thing about anger is that you get out of control and that it controls you and that you say things and that you do things that you later regret. I think we've all had that experience. And if instead we don't respond automatically, we get ourselves out of the situation, we get to step back and first of all, just delay and then Think through how we want to respond or if we want to respond. Because some of the time you might want to just walk away from the situation, come back to it later when you're more calm. So there's a whole set of ideas that I gave you in that episode with regard to managing anger. So take stock of how you're doing with regard to that. Is this an area that is problematic for you? Is it an area that you really want to provide more focus on. If you do, go back to that episode and go through those top 10 steps. Episode 18 talked about self-actualization. Steve Jobs says, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice, heart, and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Norman Vincent Peale says, one of the greatest moments in anybody's developing experience is when he no longer tries to hide from himself, but determines to get acquainted with himself as he really is. Ogmandino says, take the attitude of a student. Never too big to ask questions, never know too much to learn something new. 
There are a number of ideas during that session where we talked about really getting to understand yourself better, to get to a higher level of experience in life, to experience things beyond the necessary. And one of the pieces of advice that I gave you that I'd like to reinforce here is the takeaway I think that we need to make sure that we are doing, and that is one of solitude, to get away from everyone and everything, including technology, as I said earlier, to be with yourself, to really take stock, to really think through the ideas that we've talked about in this series all the way through and see how you're doing. So I think the main items that I'm pulling out of a number of these sessions is take some time for yourself. Do some level of thinking through how you're doing on these various topics in order to know which ones to go back to, which ones to provide additional focus on, and then see how you're progressing on them as well. Episode number 19 talked about forgiveness and compassion. Mohandas Gandhi says, The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Frederick Nietzsche says, I've learned that no matter how good a friend someone is, they're going to hurt you every once in a while, and you must forgive them for that. And finally, a Buddhist saying says, If you light a lamp for someone, it will also brighten your path. So here is an instance of not talking about the practicalities of how you can, you know, be more successful or to control your anger or any of the other kinds of very practical bits of advice. The forgiveness and compassion episode was all about ways in which you can handle situations where you can give back more and you can also realize the benefits of living a life that has more forgiveness in it, as well as the experience of compassion. I talked about the notion of understanding who is most hurt by you not forgiving someone else. It's my common experience in dealing with a lot of people that are going through very difficult and trying times with others in their lives. And often the experience is one of just harboring all kinds of negative emotions, all kinds of angry emotions toward another person and absolutely not wanting to forgive, but they're making their own lives a misery in doing that. So the suggestion that I gave during that session was to really step back, understand who is hurt most in that situation, and it really is you. So get over. And that isn't something that's easy to do. It's really hard. And there are a number of suggestions that I gave in that episode that if you're dealing with this in difficult position with regard to wanting to forgive somebody else that's done something to you that's hurt you the benefits of doing it and also some suggestions for how to go about doing it as well and the other thing we talked about with regard to compassion was the idea of random acts of kindness some of the most positive experiences we can have in life is doing positive things for other people and What's even more positive is doing it at a time when somebody absolutely doesn't even expect it. You know, the notion of somebody being in line for buying coffee, let's say, at a coffee shop, and you go in without even saying anything to the person behind you just to buy their coffee for them. So that person walks up and wants to do their order, and they say, huh, person that just left, they... Uh, 
they bought that coffee for you. You don't need to see the other person's reaction. You don't need to be thanked for doing it. But you just feel phenomenal in doing those kinds of random acts of kindness every once in a while. And when you're the recipient of that kind of random act of uh, kindness, you also realize the absolute power of that kind of action. So think again where you are. Do you still have real challenges with forgiveness for key people in your lives? Is there a, an area of focus with regard to compassion that you'd like to have a greater focus on? Go back to that episode number 19. So that's my survey through just a subset. I think I hit about 10 of the episodes. We've done many more than that. We'll also have another opportunity in the future of doing another one of these uh, sessions. And I'd like to ask you to provide me feedback on how effective this was. Or would you like to suggest doing it in a slightly different way? It's clear that just continuing to provide you with a topic and a top 10 list on a new area of focus each time does generate an awful lot of material for you to go through. And as I've talked about before, that's all still available there for you at all times to go back and revisit, to listen to an episode again. But I think there really is some value to reviewing how we're doing with regard to these various topics and which ones you might want to be reminded to go back to and consider those topics again. I wanted to also just mention that uh, in addition to this episode being inspired by a listener who wrote to me, wanted to provide you with uh, just a brief summary of some of the other bits of feedback that um, I received recently. Uh, there are a number of bits of feedback on Twitter from Lewis who says, uh, I do listen to Life Habits regularly. It's been very interesting and worthwhile listening to. Learning a lot. Adrian says, have recently discovered your Life Habits podcasts and must tell you how validating and helpful they have been. Martin says, listen to Carl Vredenberg giving great presentation advice. That was the other episode we did the other day on uh, improving the effectiveness of your ability to provide presentations. The Elusive DJ is the Twitter handle for this one, who says, live cast so I can tune in at work. I enjoy your podcasts on life. And so that's actually a suggestion to do these sessions live and also uh, with video. And I have to let you know that I have been looking into the possibilities of doing that, certainly to provide a video version of the podcast and uh, in addition to the audio one. Please provide me some feedback on that, whether you would like to have a video version of this uh, podcast. And the other suggestion too of doing a live one where we would actually have it scheduled at a particular time and we could also do some interaction across the internet directly. So those are some interesting ideas. And thanks for the feedback from all of you, all the this time via uh, Twitter. Now I'd like to just uh, finish up by asking you to tell others. A listener the other day mentioned to me in person that they really, really enjoy the podcast and that they have been telling their friends about it as well. And I thought that's a great idea. I'd like to suggest that all of you do that as well. As you know, we quite enjoy putting these sessions together and really love getting the feedback with regard to what you're liking uh, in particular, what like uh, what things you'd like to see in the future as well. And I uh, appreciate any uh, thoughts you have on that, but I'd like to also just uh, take up that suggestion of that listener to ask you all that if you enjoy the podcast, uh, 
to provide a comment in the iTunes store or now the Zoom marketplace. Or if you're not comfortable doing that and being very public in terms of putting your thoughts and ideas, and a number of you have already, but appreciate it if, if others would do that as well in your country-based iTunes store in the, or the Zoom marketplace. But if, if you're not comfortable doing that, I would just really appreciate it if you would just tell your friends personally. If you really do get some value from this, tell your you know best friends. Uh, or put it in an update in your, in your Facebook uh, update line or on Twitter. So spread the word uh, that uh, what you find is valuable about this podcast. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. And also, as always, get in touch with me. Any feedback you might have, any suggestions you may have, any insights you may have for me. And uh, as Dominic says, I'd love to have an exchange of information with you as well so that I am not a disembodied voice uh, on podcasts alone so that we can also get to know each other a little better as well. So you can get in contact with me at lifehabits at gmail.com. You can also provide feedback in the mechanisms that I mentioned. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. And that is twitter.com slash Carl Vradenberg. So with that, I'd like to thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time, and bye for now.